Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is an RNZ podcast. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. In the spirit of looking on the bright side, I suggested that we treat the current fat-free, no-blockbusters diet at the cinemas as a sort of extended film festival. We get the chance to see the work of new filmmakers, often from foreign parts. And while they may seem a little dry at times, usually featuring the bare minimum of recognisable stars, at least they aren't big and crass, usually. Space agencies are predicting an extinction-level event. We're going to be together, all right, kiddo? We're just trying to get to safety. They've been tracking the military flights to bunkers in Greenland. It's our only chance. Who knew we'd find ourselves missing big and crass? Films like Greenland, in which Jared Butler rescues his family from a hail of digital meteorites and seeks refuge, I don't know, somewhere in the frozen north, maybe. The trouble with this sort of film festival is the highlights are few and far between. Certainly not enough to encourage people to queue up for seats at their local cinemas. What are these bullets is like us? Travelling forwards through time. The other one's going backwards. Can you tell which is which? How about now? Even when something big turns up, like Christopher Nolan's ambitious Tenet, the box office returns worldwide were disappointing. Partly this is because going out at all in most other countries is pretty damn scary these days, and partly because Tenet was unnecessarily complicated. Hardly a traditional popular attraction like the much-delayed No Time to Die. Come on, Bond. Where the hell are you? These days, the word blockbuster has come to mean a hugely expensive spectacular with big names and eye-boggling special effects. But it didn't always mean that. It simply meant something that people wanted to see. Bad fish. But I'll catch him and kill him. Did you hear your father out of the water now? This shark, swallow you whole. You're going to need a bigger boat. The daddy of the modern blockbuster was Jaws, of course, which cost a fraction of most big titles today. Two or three mid-range stars, a mechanical shark, a good script and a great director. Job done and queues round the block all summer. And sometimes a popular hit can be even more cost-effective. Tonight, it's a night for celebration. 
on. Let's get this show on the road. I was told you couldn't come. I'm a spontaneous person. No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> There's nothing like a medium-sized musical to drag in the punters. I'm old enough to remember a little film called A Hard Day's Night, budget next to nothing, which stuck around for months because back in the days before downloading, the only way to see the Beatles was to go to the cinema every week. The fact is, you do start to miss big popular movies. You miss being in a crowded cinema, sharing the same experience, which may be why I was so disappointed with a film called Monsoon. For some reason, I thought it might be an old-fashioned disaster film. Everything I said was true. My age, size. Yeah? I better to be honest. I don't mean we reveal our innermost secrets, you know. You know, just the basics... Sadly, no. Monsoon is a quiet little gay love story set in modern Vietnam. But the new Liam Neeson film, Honest Thief, certainly promises plenty of undemanding action. It's your standard Neeson thriller, but again, somehow less. However, what may bring audiences out isn't car chases or even time-travelling sci-fi. It could simply be a good movie, like Baby Dunn starring Rose Matafeo. Papers. Married, house, baby, done. It's fascinating who's being given the credit for the success of Baby Done. Executive producer Taika Waititi, of course, guest stars like Rachel House and Madeline Sami, and, of course, the lead, the very popular Rose Matafeo, have all been name-checked and fair enough. I really want my old life back. I'm really scared. You're going to be such a good mom. Congratulations. Thank you. Stand-up comedian Rose certainly shows an impressive range as a straight actor in the film. But most of the credit should go to husband and wife team Curtis Val, who directed it, and Sophie Henderson, who wrote it. What is something you think you're going to regret not doing? I regret not doing drugs. I don't mean to skip drugs, I just not ever offered. Sophie and Curtis made a little gem a few years ago called Fantail, which is one of my top five New Zealand films ever. The reason there was such a gap between that and this is they found themselves dropping everything to have a baby. Hence this story. Are you pregnant? You're supposed to love me no matter what. Yeah, well, you're making it impossible. <laughs> um, do you want to just take a moment and come back later? Just one more. Is that good? That was not good. Rose and English actor Matthew Lewis, yes, he was Neville Longbottom in Harry Potter, and no, he's nothing like that in this. Anyway, they play long-time couple Zoe and Tim, who work as arborists, tree fellas to me, and are, shall we say, a bit competitive, even at a baby shower. Oh, my God. Going to win all the games. We need to having kids. Zoe in particular has no interest in having kids because she's got far too many things to do, like competing in the world tree climbing comps in Canada shortly. I have no idea if this is a real thing or not, but if it isn't, it should be. And then there's a hiccup. 
Do you wish you were pregnant? <laughs> no. <laughs> Congratulations. Tapeworm can cause false positive pregnancy tests. It's not a tapeworm. It's a baby. It's not a tapeworm, it's a baby, is one of the great movie quotes of the year. Tim may suddenly become a bit clucky over the good news, but Zoe refuses to allow mere pregnancy to get in the way of her dreams. Dream one still being serious redwood climbing, baby or not. Oh, my God! This make a list of the wildest things we need to do before the baby comes. I can't let you climb. I can do anything pregnant. It is every having a baby story turned on its head and it won't work if we don't absolutely buy Rose Matafeo and Matthew Lewis as a couple. Chemistry can be elusive. Remember Reese Darby and Sally Hawkins in Lovebirds? Well, Rose and Matthew are the opposite of that. Would you join me for the craziest night of your life? Hi, Tim, how are you? Um, You've got mental, Zoe. (laughs) One of us has to get ready. Aren't you a bit tired of just being so responsible? Zoe in particular could be the most irritating character as she creates a pre-baby bucket list for both her and Tim and then tries to cram a lifetime's desperate fun into a few weeks. But it's hard not to love her thanks to a tailor-made script and some strong supporting characters. She's not feeling the right feelings. Well, she's not a regular pregnant woman. You're a baby having a baby. Madeline Sami and Rachel House are both great, as always, with a total of about a dozen lines between them, I should add, but there's an embarrassment of other riches, so many that even the omnipresent Tom Sainsbury is relegated to a blink-and-you-miss-him appearance as an expectant father. Are you just here by yourself? No, she's meeting me here. Mm-hmm. Where were you? We're supposed to be living our dreams together. You can't keep acting like nothing's changed. Recently, we've had a flurry of New Zealand comedies on the big and small screens. Their default position has often been a bit blokey and jokey, even women-driven projects like the Breaker Operas. The gags are the point, and the characters just devices for delivering them. It's like you're obsessed with being all dad. Well, when the leaves start falling off that tree, we're going to have a baby. But Baby Done isn't that. It's very funny, but the funny comes from the characters. Sophie Henderson's script is smart and unpredictable, and at its heart, like Fantail, it's all about people we care about. Should we get married? No. (laughs) You nearly got me then. That was good. And not just Zoe and Tim, but at least a dozen others, any of whom could have had their own movie. This isn't just a good comedy. Against quite a bit of strong competition, Curtis Fowl has produced my favourite New Zealand film this year. Do you want me to call someone? I think I've forgotten how to be me, and I need you to remind me. Sorry, he cries when I cry. Don't look at me! Don't look at me! Oh, my God! Monsoon is a slightly cryptic name for a little film written and directed by Hong Kao, Cambodian-born but long-time English resident. It does rain once or twice, but I assume the title has a more figurative meaning as we follow the character of Kit, not expat Cambodian but Vietnamese, returning home after living abroad most of his life. It's been a long time. 30 years. I see you in the street, I cannot recognise you. 
The opening shot is striking, an aerial shot of an empty city crossroad. The lights change and cars move out in an orderly manner. And then suddenly from every direction comes a swarm of motor scooters, that ubiquitous means of transport in most Southeast Asian cities. Where are you staying? Taotian, district two. You should visit your old home. Yeah, I'm going to. Kit meets her childhood friend, Lee. They last saw each other when they were just six or seven. Kit no longer speaks Vietnamese, and for Lee and his family, he looks like just another English tourist. Do you remember my mother? She read stories to you when you were very young. Yeah, I have a, a vague remembrance of that. He's here to scatter his late mother's ashes somewhere in her former homeland, even though she never returned after the war. Kit's entire family left in a hurry because they didn't feel safe. Kit's parents had worked for the American-backed South Vietnamese government. What did your parents do here? My dad worked for a southern Vietnamese official. Delivery man, driver, helper. Was he under suspicion after the reunification? Yeah, it was. But that was over 30 years ago, and Kit spends much of Monsoon trying to get his head around the new Vietnam. And the new Vietnam has many modern facilities, such as online dating. Kit hooks up with remarkable ease with an American expat called Lewis. You look like your picture, thank God. to where we used to live. I felt like a tourist. I hardly recognise this country anymore. What begins as an uncomplicated one-night stand becomes something more, partly by accident. Lewis is a businessman. He makes clothes and gets much of his work done in the new business-friendly Saigon. But like Kit, he has his own ghosts from the past. I remember growing up in London, every Vietnamese person that I met lost a family member here. Yeah, it took a great deal out of us, too. Generation forgotten, country divided. Monsoon stars crazy rich Asians Henry Golding, who seems to be the go-to actor if you're looking for someone Anglo-Asian. And it's a film that never quite settles on what's the main driving motor. I had no idea that we were leaving. I went to sleep one night, and when I woke up, I was on a boat, drifted for days. Is it a criticism of the colonialism that started the war back in the 50s? Is it saying it's time to move on, to accept that both Vietnam's colonial and later communist governments are things of the past and that at least half the population weren't born until after the war? My mother passed about a year ago now. Did your parents ever come back to Vietnam? Never. Must be very painful for them not to come back. Or is it a simple love story between two people trying to find their place in this new world? Well, that story certainly gets the lion's share of the screen time, despite the fact that neither Kit nor Lewis, played by Parker Sawyers, is particularly interesting. This is one of my designs. It's really nice. Yeah, it's a cool brand. My curve. Because I'm not straight. Nice. Totally awesome, man. Are you laughing at me? No, I'm not. I wasn't. 
I have to say that Monsoon became more interesting after I left the theatre. The story of what happened to the thousands of boat people who fled Vietnam after Saigon fell could have been a fascinating one, certainly one that very rarely gets told, unlike that of the homecoming American soldiers. Where will you scatter the ashes? We're returning them home. But this film seems content to just graze the surface. Despite some intriguing moments, the conflicting attitudes to their history among the older and younger generations of Vietnamese, Kit starting to realise what kept his parents from returning home, it's hard to engage on much more than a tourist level. Why has it been so long for you to return? Kit and Lewis obviously have comfortable lives at home and nothing they see in Vietnam is likely to make much of a dent in them. In the end, we remain a little unclear what, if anything, either of them are looking for anyway. When Liam Neeson announced his particular set of skills in the 2008 movie Taken, he introduced a new genre. Someone kidnaps someone in his family or somehow tries to intimidate him and Liam methodically plods after him like Jason Bourne with a gold card, eventually taking out the bad guy. The latest variation is called Honest Thief. I uh, hear you're a Marine. How many times do you ship out? Quite a few, actually. Guess that makes you kind of dangerous, huh? Honest Thief is a slightly watered-down example of the Neeson thriller. Here, he's not an ex-CIA agent, though he did learn his skills in the military. He's a bank robber, though a very particular sort of one. I've robbed 12 banks in seven states. I have a little over $9 million in cash. And no one knows who I am. He's one who, we're told, never spent any of his ill-gotten gains. He was just in it for the adrenaline rush and to stick it to the banks. He keeps his millions safely tucked away in case... Well, in case he meets someone like Annie and wants to give it all back. Federal Bureau of Investigation. I want to turn myself in. I want to make a deal. What kind of deal? I hand over all the money I stole in exchange for a reduced sentence. Liam plays Tom, who meets Annie Cute when he books a storage space from her. Somewhere to put, say, boxes of unspent cash. But he's so taken by Annie that he stops bank robbing, therefore not needing a storage space anymore, you'd think. But I digress. Tom decides, like so many bank robbers in movies, if not real life, to go straight, and goes straight to the FBI. It's important. And what's so important about it? I met a woman. I want to be with her for the rest of my life without lying about my past. The FBI boss is sceptical, so he sends two underlings to see whether Tom really is the brilliant robber who's been baffling the police in seven states. The underlings meet Tom, who sends them to check his lockup. Take the key, I trust you. And sure enough, there's all this lovely money. Special Agent Hall, this is Special Agent Evans. Where's the money? 
The man is telling the truth. We can take this money for ourselves. Let's do it. Who knew these would turn out to be bad FBI agents who decide to first steal Tom's millions and then shoot their own boss to incriminate Tom? Well, this story started leaking like a colander when it was sketched out in the trailer. More screen time doesn't help. Whoa, whoa, I'm turning myself in. FBI, open up. What exactly is The trick to a Liam Neeson thriller, to any thriller in fact, is you're basically tightening the screw. Each time it looks like you can see a way out, that door is closed. Every time you find someone who can help, they're taken out too. You build it up until you reach a climax. His real name is Thomas Dolan, former Marine, demolitions expert. It needs to come clean. I'm not a bank robber anymore. With the murder one charged for killing one of their own, the feds will come after me and keep coming. Well, that's not what happens here. If your background is television, Honest Thief's writer-director Mark Williams made the well-received Ozark, you generally don't have to build anything up. You just keep sending out those episodes with a neat cliffhanger at the end of each of them. If those two crooked cops are willing to kill another agent, what are they capable of doing to you and me? Honest Thief's story similarly advances in fits and starts. Once Tom retaliates and starts chasing after baddies, Nivens and Hall, there doesn't seem much in the way of a plan in place. He's just going to annoy them into confessing. It certainly worked for dear old TV cop Columbo, I seem to remember. Nivens. I want to clear my name, which means I need a full confession from you. Five. Four. Three. Two. Meanwhile, Annie, whose sensitivity about criminal behaviour, you remember, was what inspired Tom to go straight in the first place, turns out not to be too concerned about the life of a gangster's mole. It's got to be better than renting storage units, seems to be her attitude. Knowing how to blow stuff up, that's uh, pretty cool. And if you've got time to consider the holes in the plot, it's clear it's not doing its job. Generally, once the wheels are in motion in a thriller, you should just keep going until you reach your destination. Final car chase, shoot the bad guy into an exhausted clinch, fade to black. My girlfriend, she had nothing to do with this. Agent Evans, I'm coming for you. Do what you have to do. But Honest Thief never gets any sort of head of steam up, and frankly, by the end, you don't even believe Tom and Annie are going anywhere either, particularly now Tom's quit his job and plans to hand over his life savings to the FBI. Ready to confess? He's clearly not thought his plan through, and neither has writer-director Mark Williams. Whatever Mark's particular set of skills are, they're not suited to making a Liam Neeson thriller, I'm afraid. Well, it's time for us to make our getaway, too. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. 
remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.